And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of The Real Social Proof Podcast where we interview people who have social proof, meaning I've actually accomplished something so much so I can teach somebody else how to do it. I have the blueprint. Why? Because I did it first. And we have some more social proof, another social proof, uh, special guest, host, speaker, uh, confidence coach, entrepreneurship coach, um, just an overall dope person, Miss Sarah Fontenot. How are you? I'm so phenomenal. I love that introduction. Thank no, no, you. You're right? I, like warm my heart up. Oh, no doubt. No I'm doubt. ready for this. I'm you deserve feeling it. good. You deserve it. All right, we're we going to get into <laughs> some questions oh, today, too. He, you about to, I'm ready for the grill. Let's go. Okay, Where's the barbecue right, at? Cool. I'm, well, I'm ready. We're going to start it off slow. Okay, okay. okay. So, Sarah, please introduce yourself to um, our audience. What's up, guys? Like David said, my name is Sarah Fontenot, and I am the founder of the Disruptor Elite Group. I've been in entrepreneurship for eight years now, and it's completely transformed my life. I, like, slipped and fell into it. Mm. You know, I feel like most people slip and fall into things that they don't want to do because their family, their friends, their loved ones, everyone is telling you what you should be. And I'm really grateful that I was never, well, I actually was, but I never listened to the people that told me what I should be, and I decided to create that person myself. Mm. So I'm excited to help other people do that same thing and live a life and build a business that we love. Dope. So you've been an entrepreneur for eight years. Mm -hmm. Take me back nine to 10 years ago. Oh, Lord. Where were we? Ooh, struggling. I was in a theater academy. I Mm -hmm. am a cliche. Let's get this out of the way. I moved to Los Angeles by myself at 20 years old to pursue acting. And um, I'm grateful because you said I'm a cliche. I'm a cliche. How many? <laughs> like everybody, no one is really from right, here. Right. Like everybody's a transplant. Light skin, come Stop. to LA. First of all, I'm not light skin. I'm brown skin. Thank you very much. We could fight. Look, you know, I think it's a Canadian thing because back home, one, it's like all white folks. Sorry, guys, but it's the real. And people thought I was dark. Like, I'm dark-skinned back home. And so I, I might have a complex. There might Sarah, be a Sarah, you thing. are the definition of light-skinned. No, I'm not. Have you seen my sister, Lauren? Best light-skinned. That high yellow, her high have yellow Have you ever self. seen someone more light-skinned? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, that's great. Okay, you're a Canadian with yes. other white people, so of course you'd be the dark one. The du- okay. I was I was dark growing but up. But here in America, you okay. light skin. People keep telling me. <laughs> I keep getting that. I keep hearing it. But anyway, um, I moved here and I thought I wanted to be an actress because mm. growing up, I heard the ways to be successful were doctor, lawyer, engineer, or entertainment. Mm. And doctor, blood makes me queasy. Like mm. when I have a kid one day, dear God, please let like I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. It might be a wrap for me. Um, That was out. Mm -hmm. And an engineer, my mom is an engineer and I didn't want to do what my mom was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, Lawyer, I was like, oh, bet. Like, I I can high key have some really legitimate debates. Mm -hmm. Like, I come with the, the, I'm like, that's my thing. But then I found out how much schooling there was and like all the reading you had to do and suddenly I was like, that's just, that's out. Like, that's not me. Mm -hmm. And entertainment, I did some entertainment back home. I was in a series and all types of stuff and I was like, oh, well, that's it. And I thought that I was going to move to LA to pursue acting when I was done school, uh, but it pursued me first. Mm. And so I moved to LA and I was struggling. I mean, I was the girl that was calling my mom every month saying,
saying like, please, can you help me pay my rent? Right. Um, I was the girl looking in the couch, like how do I find change to mm. put gas in my car? You know, I was, I was the girl that had to choose between, am I going to put gas in my car? Am I gonna have food in my fridge or pay my rent on time? Wow. And literally, I, I tell this story all the time that I was sued for $3,500 worth of late fees because in my apartment that I lived in out of four years, I only paid my rent twice on time. And I didn't know that there were late fees that were even getting Dang. tacked onto that. Yeah, so eight to nine to 10 years ago, um, and even in the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, I was struggling. You know, when you come into doing your own thing, it's not like, let's just get it. Yeah, like, right, oh, right. no, no. I, I, I definitely, definitely, definitely experienced the hard parts and the, the mindset mandatory. I don't even want to say necessary, the necessary, the mandatory mindset in order to be successful because life is going to be hard regardless. Mm. Things are going to happen regardless. But what are you doing to reframe and reshape the way that you look at things so that when it gets hard, you know, it's still going to be okay. Right. Like we know that all things are happening for us and not to us when we can really position ourselves in a way to know like all right i must be it's, it must be time to level up and sometimes it's really hard can right, i just right, say right, that right. because sure. ooh, sometimes i'm like surely god like this is for the people down the street you did not this is, this yeah. is not supposed to come to me yeah. um but that's just the way that it is and yeah. so i i feel like when you can develop yourself and understand you know <clears throat> there are times i was sleeping on a girlfriend's couch yeah. and um, I, I was fronting like it was my apartment, you know, to other people. But really, I, I didn't have anywhere else to go. And I wasn't going back home. And then from there, I ended up in Compton. My great aunt let me live with her um, for two and a half years, changed my life. And um, yeah, so I just, I, I was struggling, but I knew that where I was, was not where I was always going to be. Mm -hmm. I knew that I was not my circumstance or my situation, and I was committed to changing both of those things, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it, uh, you were committed to changing the situation, mm -hmm. and you actually changed the situation. Yes, right? very much so. But there are people that are committed to changing the situation, mm -hmm. but for some reason, they can't get off the couch. Then they're not committed. But how do you develop that commitment? I, I, it's the difference between, it's your identity, who you identify with. Like, I don't identify with struggling to pay my bills every, every month. I don't identify with that person, so that's not gonna happen for me. And it's crazy because how we identify with ourselves is kind of like a thermostat, right? Right now the air is on in here, it's set to 72 degrees. Now, no matter how hot it gets outside, the room will find a way to cool it down so it's at 72 degrees. Mm -hmm. If it's freezing cold outside, the room room will heat up, the thermostat will heat up the, the room in order for it to be at 72 degrees. Mm. Now our subconscious works the same exact way. We are set to a certain degree and until we've, we've, we've changed the degree on the thermostat or we've changed the way that we identify with ourselves, we will always find a way to automatically come mm. back to the temperature that we're set at. Mm. So we can say, I want to be successful or we can say, I'm hungry, I'm going to make a difference. But if you don't identify with yourself differently, if you don't see yourself differently, if you don't believe that it's possible for you, mm -hmm. you're never gonna make a change mm -hmm. because you don't identify. And we literally, even if you were to come into a business and you hit it off big, yeah. every person that hasn't actually done the work to shift the way that they identify with themselves will self-sabotage mm -hmm. to bring them right back to where they were at. Wow. So that's why you see people that they'll hit it big, but then they'll come right back, yeah. you know? Or you'll see people that, um, and it's not even like a monetary thing. It's, it's like people that are like, well, I'm overweight, I'm big bone. That's just the way my life.
life is. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, how is that working out for you? Mm -hmm. Because if you identify with it, you will find a way to be that. We will fight subconsciously tooth and nail to be the person that we believe that we are. Mm. So you've got to change your belief system around yourself. You've got to change the way that you identify with yourself. And I love how Bob Proctor, he calls it a paradigm. Tony Robbins calls it your standards. I call it an identity. Mm -hmm. How do you identify with yourself? What do you believe is true about you? So what are those conversations? What were those conversations like with yourself mm -hmm. in getting yourself to believe it? Because you have this vision mm -hmm. of where you want to be, mm -hmm. but then we have the sight or what we see mm -hmm. where we are right now. How do you continue to believe in what you saw mm -hmm. while you're still looking at what you see? Repetition, repetition, repetition. I, it's so funny. One of my businesses, I have a t-shirt line and the shirt literally says vision oversight. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm blind. I can't see, like, I'm not looking, especially at that time. And it's funny because looking back hindsight 2020, when things were going wrong in my life, I always used to say like, ooh, this is all a part of my story. Like, mm. ooh, one of my girlfriends, she was like, yo, Sarah, like, it's not supposed to be this hard like yo Sarah like there's other things that you can do and I was like no like I'm doing this I'm sticking to it this is all a part of my story and I didn't know that I created a mindset that said no matter how bad it gets no matter how crazy it gets no matter how much I'm struggling no matter when I'm crying myself to sleep at night this is all a part of my story were you always like that I've always been resilient I got that from my mom gotcha yeah so what about somebody that's not they don't they don't have that internal like thermostat you gotta right? build it how so it's well, repetition. So when you are constantly repeating it, like you want to see photos, you want to talk about it, you want to say it again and again and again. When you repeat it, right, what starts mm -hmm. to happen is you're aware of it now. Yeah. So let's say that you get a car. When you get the car, you start to see the car everywhere. Yeah. Well, you never even saw the car before. Yeah. It's like your reactive whatever activator. Anybody yeah. could be an entrepreneur. I don't <laughs> right, know right, right, right. Anyway, so you see that thing, right? You, you're more aware of it. Now, when you're more aware of it, what that does is it creates an, an evaluation of it. So when you have an evaluation of something, you get to say, oh, this is where I am, but this is where I need to go. Mm -hmm. So now that you can evaluate where you are compared to that thing, you can believe that it's possible for you because now there's a plan of action. Now mm -hmm. you know how to get to it, which brings it back to belief, right? Which just plugs into more repetition. Mm -hmm. Are you saying it? Are you speaking it? So many people are killing off their own dreams by what they say about themselves. Sure. They kill off their own visions and, and, and all of that because they, they lit like, so one of my favorite quotes is, Life and death lies in the power of the tongue. One of my favorite books, ancient book. I'm sure you read it. So, right. <laughs> so That's life, nice. yes, yes. Life and death lies in the power of the tongue. And you'll be real mindful what you speak about yourself when you realize that those things come true. Mm. Thoughts become things. Why? Because when you think about it, you start to believe it. When you believe it, you act like it. When mm. you act like it, you shift the trajectory of your future. That's good. So sometimes you got to lie. No, but or say you, it until you, you believe it. No, but that, not that too. So I actually heard an amazing woman and she, um, her name is Allison Bird. I don't know if you follow her, but mm -hmm. she's a powerhouse woman. I saw her speak for, the, I was like, first of all, who are you, homegirl? Okay, talk to me, nice. Um, but I loved what she said because if you tell yourself and you know that it's not true, that creates more disbelief. That doesn't create more you belief. you tell yourself and you know that it's not true, it creates more disbelief. disbelief. Yeah, like let's say, let's say um, as an example, uh, if, if someone wants to lose weight, right? And they're like, I'm skinny, I'm skinny, I'm skinny. I hate that word, by the way. I feel like that's such a derogatory mm -hmm. term, but that's neither here nor there. So <laughs> let's say I'm skinny, I'm skinny, I'm skinny. No, if you look in the mirror and you're telling yourself I'm skinny, but then you hate your
yourself for feeling like you're not, that doesn't create an urge to do anything. As opposed to, if you change it to, I am becoming the kind of person who eats healthier. I am becoming the kind of person who believes in themselves. I, like I am becoming the kind of person who, so now you're becoming it, right? Because you're speaking that and you're not lying to yourself. Mm -hmm. I am becoming the kind of person who takes my health serious. I am becoming the kind of person who won't take no for an answer. I am becoming the kind of person who will honor me before I go out with friends. I am become, and as you continue to say these things, you're repeating it, mm -hmm. it creates repetition. Repetition creates your awareness. Awareness creates your evaluation. Evaluation creates your belief and it goes right back into, we act like we believe. Wow. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's literal work. And that's why a lot of entrepreneurs these days, you're not, not successful because you can't do it mm -hmm. or because you're incapable or because your product isn't amazing. It's because you don't believe in yourself. Mm. I personally believe that success starts and ends with the person in the mirror. And if you aren't confident in your product, if you're not talking about your product, mm. why would anyone else? I believe it. I believe it. So, I, And I think one of the major things in what, what impacted my belief is my environment, mm. 100%. Yes. Just being around like positive conversations yeah. because... Uh, I think Jim Rohn said something like, um, your environment is doing something to you and you have to ask yourself, is it okay? Mm. Like it's something. Mm -hmm. So I was around a group of people who weren't like the believers and they weren't the entrepreneurs and their lack of belief and success was doing something to me, mm -hmm. like impacting my belief. If mm -hmm. you go over to, I don't know, maybe a Buddhist uh, nation and you're not and you're currently Muslim, there's something that you're going to learn in that environment mm -hmm. that will help that will um, have you consider that particular belief system yes. or that particular religion, not good or bad. I'm just saying environments do something to you. Absolutely. So how did you, or were you ever in a negative environment? Absolutely. And how oh did my you goodness. Out? Oh my goodness. Um, well, one, I feel like there's an unlearning that has to happen. Mm. And we have to be aware of where we're at and where we are our own poison. Mm. Because number one, most of us, every single person is indoctrinated into the beliefs of our parents and the school mm. systems and our friends and our family members. And sometimes we don't even realize that even if you think you're in a good environment, it may not be a stretching environment. Mm. It may not be the, they, someone might be like, you can do it, you can do whatever. But like, you're not surrounded around the people that are actually doing it. So now there's a fear-based emotion around that thing that you want to do, but you're afraid of if you were to actually try. Sure. And so I say all of that to say that when identifying your, or how to get out of your environment is to not have attachment to who people think that you should be. Because a lot of the times, the reason why people don't actually try, a lot of the reason, or a lot of the reason why people are like, well, I can, you know, they forfeit their destiny is because their loved ones tell them, Either they that they can't do it, yeah. that that's for them over there, that they're never going to make it, or that it's going to be really hard. Mm -hmm. And as entrepreneurs, when you're first starting, we have our own doubts. Oh, like, sure. literally, we go through sure. so many crazy... Like, if people heard our thoughts, mm -hmm. they'd probably think we were psychologically ill, right? Oh, like, sure. I got this. I'm going to go and do it. And, yes, and then like, the oh my God, what was I thinking? Right. Like, oh, I'm going to make it. I'm going right, to be rich. Right. And then it's like, oh God, I could die right now, right? Mm -hmm. Like, all of those things actually happen. And then... You, the people that you love and you care and you respect are also, are, they're, they're edifying your disbelief mm -hmm. instead of your belief. And it goes back to repetition, 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 repetition. Mm -hmm. What are you thinking about? What are you speaking? What are you hearing, mm -hmm. right? And so I, I think that you've got to honor yourself and understand that 
who you are and how people receive you has nothing to do with others. With others, sure. like who someone like let's say that I met you and I was like, damn, David is just like a really horrible human being. Mm-hmm. My opinion of you is none of your business. But a lot of the times we get bogged down by these opinions of others that don't do anything other totally than keep matter. us stuck where we're at. Yeah. You know, like how do you save the poor if you're one of them? Mm. How do you create access if you don't have any? How do you make a difference if you're not doing anything? Right. If you're stuck in the same place, mm-hmm. you know, how do you make an impact if you're not, you don't have anything to impact with? Mm. So I think, how do you get out of, of that negative, that negative uh, environment mm-hmm. is understanding that it literally does not matter what, because usually people don't get out because they're afraid of what people will say about them, yeah. right? Bump all of that. Mm-hmm. No attachment yeah. to what others say about you because your destiny and your calling and your God or whatever it is, is so much greater than than the opinions of negative people. Yeah. Like, wh- what? how are you benefiting anyone right. by staying stuck where you're at? And you're in a, a actual transition of uh, which, which takes a lot of courage, bravery. Mm-hmm. So one, I, I kind of want to go into like what you've been building over the last few years. Mm-hmm. And let's uh, let's jump into that. Ooh, so I actually found um, my first my first opportunity was network marketing, mm-hmm. and um, I'm grateful for it because it has a lot of the the business and success principles needed without the traditional business. For sure, it's it's just awesome, right? So if you're broke, like how do you start? A, you need capital, and like I had no capital, like mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. So I'm grateful, and I was able to build my business to the top 1.6 percent of the company, and the top 1.6 percent. Of mm-hmm. the entire company. Yeah. How many people are in the business? Um, well, there's like millions. There's millions of people Yikes. in the business. Yeah. Yeah. So I did okay. You know, mm-hmm. I was doing all right. Um, and inside oh, of that, okay. you know, <laughs> all right. Um, and uh, I I was taking the the lessons because people would always ask me, Sarah, how are you so strong? And I was like, I I'm not like. And maybe it's it's because I show up like everything is happening for me, but people don't hear what I'm ta- what I'm telling myself. Yeah. You know, when I'm in workouts and my body is shaking and I want to quit. I'm like, don't you dare quit, Sarah. I have so many mm. internal conversations with myself that wow. other people just don't hear. And yeah. so they think that I'm showing up as a strong person. And I'm like, no, I'm not that strong. Number one, I just have an unwavering faith. And number two, I know that everything is happening for me and not to me. Like, yeah. this is all part of my story, right? It goes back to how I reframe everything. Mm. And um, so when I when I, I did was doing pretty well in the company, mm. especially like financially, yeah. and um, some things came up where I started doing my own businesses. So that led me to doing high-ticket one-on-one coaching. Now I'm very selective with mm. who I'll work with yeah. with high-ticket one-on-one coaching because it's a lot of work. Yes. Um, and then that led me to a mindset motivation apparel, like, t-shirt line. Mm-hmm. And then now I have my online course for more like entry level or midway level entrepreneurs yeah. um, who are excited about getting unstuck because they're like yeah. sick and tired, not enough time, not enough money. Um, and what I, what, and then speaking as well. Yeah. Now, what I will say is the transition from going and having a company pay me really well and living in a way, which is actually, I'm just so clear that money is so like respect, respective at this point, mm-hmm. like it's relative, right? Because now I look at what I was making before and I'm like, home girl, right. what were you so afraid of? Yeah. Right. And, um, but I, I know, you know, in that industry company, I guess they, they, they promote that you are. Um, you're independent, yeah. you're an entrepreneur, you're, you're your own person. No. 
No, and they and you get paid for exclusivity. So there's a lot of things that I found out, and I'll never down talk any company because at the end of the day, they created access for me. Mm-hmm. The opportunity changed my life. Yeah. Um, I, I I was able to help a ton of people get out of their situations. Um, just a lot of great things happened. But I found out I'm not the CEO of my own company, mm-hmm. and if I don't play by their rules, hey, you get to forfeit this. You know, you get to forfeit Dang. your bonus, or you get. And for me, I'm very much rooted in um, like what God is calling me to, I'm not listening to any other voice. Like I, that's Mm. it. Like that's how I operate. And um, I always say like a golden cage is still a cage. And even though I I was able to have prestige and and status and the money and no, God was saying different, Sarah. I don't want to say bigger, but different. So, um, so you go out and do your own thing. You're building, first off, you build this huge business for Mm. them, Mm -hmm. right? You build a huge downline. You bring a lot lot of people to the company. Yeah. But then the minute you do your start branding yourself as an entrepreneur and not labeled with this company, they're mm-hmm. like, hold on. Yeah. It's exclusivity. Yeah. And and I get it because you know if you if you come into this company and you have nothing, right? And you build the influence and you build and then you were to just, you know, take it all away and take people. I understand they're protecting the company. And um and so I don't I don't have any hard feelings towards them. And I love everyone that still I still have I still use the, the company products like to this day like in a major way because I believe in them um, and I love them but I I I found out in the worst way and I'm not gonna lie honestly when I found out I felt like I've never been through a divorce because I've never been married but I I really felt like this is what divorce feels like like there was a a, a, there was grieving I've cried oh I cried so hard because also there was a feeling of like I don't want to let anyone down I have all these people in the company that know who I am and you know I I don't want to let anyone down and that was hard for me because I, I I don't want anyone to forfeit the opportunity that they could have with this company because I'm doing something different because most people aren't going to do something different, yeah. you know? So there was a lot of stuff. I, I went through a whole like, oh my gosh, I gave blood, sweat, tears. And then for it to be like, well, this is business, mm. you know, to be treated so like, and that was me taking, I definitely took it personal. Now I'm like, well, it is business, yeah, it's you know, business. at the end of the business yeah. isn't emotional. And, um, I, I am grateful at the end of the day. I think I also needed that to fully get me out of it because had I been able to do both, I, I don't know that I would have the opportunities that I have now. Mm. And um, I also feel as though had they, had they, yeah, I just think things would be very, everything happens for a reason yeah. and I needed it. So I had like a, like a super dipping, like, oh God, <laughs> like right, back right, to right. those moments of right. like, who is this girl? <laughs> like mama, right, right, <laughs> you right. know? So, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. It's, it's a, it's a tough world, but I know that I'm tougher. Yeah. And now I finally understand what it means when like people are like, God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. And I'm like, God, I'm really not that strong. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations or multiple systems on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. 
with NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Like, I swear to you, I know you think I am. But, but you're handling it. But, so you that, know, and the transition, I, it wasn't a smooth transition, but now that I'm in into my new transition, yeah. it's, it's oh my gosh. Isn't it freeing? Because I'm, I know you got to do a lot. And you probably still have to do calls and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. But you don't you don't have a responsibility that's set by a company saying, mm -hmm. yo, you got to be here. You got to be on this call at this particular time. Mm -hmm. And you get to create your own life. But speaking of, like, divorce... Um, how's, how's dating as an entrepreneur? <laughs> oh 
Especially, I especially, knew this was I, going to come. It had to come, especially because you're such a powerhouse. Thank you. Right? Which could be intimidating to some men, mm-hmm. right? How is dating as this strong Sarah Fontenot entrepreneur driven by goals? How is that? Um, I, I, I think that one of the things that I'm really clear on is that my pool is very small. My pool is very, very small because I, I want character. And that's not easy to come by these days. Um, not to say that it's not out there because it definitely is, mm-hmm. but I think that that dating just gets to be what we make it. And I think that when you know yourself, I really think that's the key to dating and successful relationships. Are you self-aware enough to know what you need? So then it's easy to be like, you are it or you are not it. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be bad or angry or like whatever. But I believe that when people know their core values, it's like, oh, okay. Rather than settling, rather than being like, well, I'm really lonely right now. Or like, I don't. Well, do you get that? So for just for clarity, yeah. you're single. Mm-hmm. You're a single woman. You're not like engaged or married. I'm or not engaged like or married. Yeah. Um, you're not in a long-term relationship. <laughs> you might be dating every now and again. Do you date like kind of? Yeah. Okay. So, but do you ever find yourself thinking, ah, maybe I'm too picky. Maybe I just need to. Never. Maybe my standards are too high. Never. Never. No, absolutely not. And I think because. Like I said, I believe that we can have it all. Mm-hmm. And I believe that I can have a... Now, that's, to be clear, that doesn't mean I'm going to have a perfect man because mm-hmm. a perfect man doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's not real. But what it does that's mean... That's my wife. <laughs> it does exist. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> But what it does mean is it's a man that's perfect for me. I'm not going to get everything that I want, but I I can definitely get everything that I need. And sometimes when we're in relationships, what you need is like oxygen, right? You need it to live. And relationships are the biggest choice you could ever make in your entire life. Like it depicts Mm. your whole entire future. It's not some light, easy peasy, like, oh, this person makes me feel good. No, it's a commitment. And that's why most relationships end in divorce because people aren't, they're not ready for 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 the for the 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 struggles and it like after the honeymoon phase is over in a relationship mm-hmm. or people move in together and now it's convenient because you split rent or, mm-hmm. or like there are so many things that start to happen and it's like I don't want that I'm not even I don't I don't want that at all I would rather have a person that understands we can understand one another mm-hmm. and we can um, really create and are open to growth and evolution and I think that when you know yourself and you know your partner like I want a Mount Everest kind of relationship. It's hard. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, like, I want to build schools in Africa and build hospitals and provide sanitizing systems for clean water all over the world and have programs for foster girls to know that we get to be, do, and have whatever we want to be, do, and have. And I want to speak to women. I also want to be a super present mom and an incredible wife and learn how to, like, do travel the world with our, with our family and teach history by being there, not from a book. Like, that's the life that I want. And so if you're not in alignment with the person like if you want a Mount Everest relationship and they want a walk in the park you'll both always feel like you're either doing too much Mm. or not enough and that's not fair to either person Mm. and on top of that I feel like it's not to say that they're not great people like just because two people can't be together doesn't make them bad people just means y'all aren't equally yoked if I want to climb Mount Everest and I'm trying to take you along with me, mm-hmm. they're going to get killed off a little into the mountain. Like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Do you feel yourself dragging? Like, Or I'm, obviously it might not get that deep, but 
in relationships you start dating, do you at some point feel like you're you're pulling somebody along and you've got to let them go? No, I don't think I I don't think I attract men that I would need. I attract Mount Everest men. Mm. And what's the problem with that though? Because there has to be a problem with the Mount Everest man because typically they know <laughs> everything, right? They're on top of the world. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, definitely. I definitely would say I don't think it's a problem. I I, I like from and you know me. I'm like mm. good, bad, right or wrong. It is what it is. Like good and bad don't exist to me. Problems don't really exist to me. So I feel like you're really a homeboy. Like I am yeah, really a homeboy. There's like the <laughs> homie, like for sure, for sure. Like really and truly. Yeah. Um, so I feel like in 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 that aspect, it's just where do we do we link? Mm. You know, like there's gonna be times. And then I think also I'm Sarah Fontenot, woman entrepreneur, strong lady. But when I'm with my man, I don't want to be all of that, like at all. Like I, gotcha. I can I take off my armor, please? Like right, I don't right. wanna. I don't want that. I have no desire to be the type of woman who's like, I've got this. No, I'm following your lead. Like my like my man, I'm following you. I don't need to go. I don't, I don't, no. I don't want to be, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that. And I, I don't think that there's a right or a wrong way to do it. I think it's just honor yourself, yeah. you know? And I think that I, the part, the thing that I love about a Mount Everest man is that they're either ahead of me in the climb and I get to catch up or it's like, oh, we're climbing we're climbing together, you know? And but you I, wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily be attracted to somebody that you have to encourage and build. I've done that, that too. I've definitely What's done that. What's that process like? Ooh, um, well, I, I, so this is what I found. This is gonna sound really mm. like, I'm, I, it is what it is. I feel as though when a man is down, I, I don't even wanna say when a man is down, a man period needs to be encouraged. And I sure. think that a lot of the times women, especially successful women, they get into a space where they feel like it's a competition. So I can't compliment you or I can't build you up or I can't encourage you. I think by nature, I'm a very encouraging person. Yeah. Um, so it's not about a man that isn't there yet because success is like this, right? right? Hopefully it's upward right, so right, that right, the trajectory right, right. is up. But success is, is it's versatile. Like you, if you make $100 million a year, you, you might make $100 million that year next you might be 95 might drop down to 52 then yeah. come back up to 76 it's there's no guarantees in right. it right and so when it comes to a are you asking about an unsuccessful monetarily man um i mean some people have a lot of money they're just you got to get them to believe in themselves. They might have a really good job and you just got to get them to believe in them. I'm just talking about pulling someone along. Yeah, I don't think I attract that either. Mm. I, I attract, now to be fair, I don't feel like I ever, I've ever had to pull anyone, but I'm, I am I believe in encouraging. Yeah. I be, Like gotcha. I said, life and death is in the power of the tongue. I want life. I'm gotcha. going to speak into you. I'm sure. going to, you know, and any man that's, I'm a challenger, you know, mm. and, and not in a way of like break you down, but like, let's build this up. Like, yeah. let's take this somewhere. Let's get this empire life. So what are what are the principles of building someone, period? Because you've had a lot of people that you bring into the business, mm -hmm. you develop them, mm -hmm. and you've got people to six figures, mm -hmm. right? So what are the elements of developing someone, maybe not necessarily pulling them? Because I'm sure you've recruited some people mm -hmm. that you've had to pull along. 
Yeah. But you, you've also recruited some same people that weren't in a good situation right. that you've developed. Right. So what is the difference? And how do you know right. when you're pulling versus developing? Uh, I think how they show up is the difference. Mm-hmm. I Now, and this was really hard, especially for women, because we are very maternal and we want everyone to have everything they say they're going to mm-hmm. have. And, and the reality of it is they may not be ready for that yet. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are asking for blessings. They're not even ready to carry yet. They're not strong enough. They haven't mm-hmm. built the muscle, right? Yeah. And so I feel like inside of building a person and developing a person, I can give you the blueprint, but I can't do the work for you. Mm. So if you don't show up for you, I'm not showing up for you anymore. And I have no no more attachment to mm. whether or not you show up for you. I can I can speak life. I can, you know, show up on the calls. I can give you the blueprint. I can, but at the end of the day, that's why there's a 97% that we walk away from, mm. right? That's why we there's there's a three a top three percent and a top one percent. Top one percent is only over four hundred and some thousand dollars a year. Right. That's not a lot of money. Right. That's really not. People think I want to get to six figures. Let me tell you right now, $100,000 is the best of the worst and the worst of the best. The facts. I swear to you, you're in a new tax bracket. You might as well make $55,000 a year. You're right. probably going to end up with the same amount of money at the end. Oh, fam. Like I, really and truly. One year, my first year I made 100000 I I felt like I had more money when I was working at the cheese. <laughs> I had like these wads of cash, but at 100 for one, I didn't get to keep the whole hundred because right. I had to put money into a product yep. to make the hundred. Yep. Then employees, and I'm like, where I thought this six figure thing was great. Yeah, and it's that's how the, that's what they make us think, right? Yeah. Again, we're indoctrinated to what we think success is. Well, it's not successful to me when I see the doctor. Okay, yeah, you might be making two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, but you only see your family sixteen hours out of the right. week. That's not success to me. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying the mental, the financial, the the spiritual, the the physical, and the and the whatever the fifth mental or emotional, right? All five of those things to me is success. That is whole life happiness. When you have, what else is there, right? When you know yourself, when you're mentally strong. And so when developing people, number one, you've got to have patience Mm -hmm. because really and truly it takes two to five years to develop a leader. And that's in anything, Mm -hmm. right? For, for, and I know because I've I've developed a lot of leaders. I've developed, and even now um, doing leadership training with corporate people. And there's just things that I see because repetition takes time to develop that that awareness then develop the evaluation then to then instill a new belief that you have to continue to repeat and redo that same thing it takes time for someone to actually believe in themselves and so I think that patience is important to understand that if they're showing up they're showing up for a reason if they if they want it they're gonna show you that they want it so there's a there's a story that I love and it talks about uh, Mount Everest right an author uh, it's called the sacred search and the author has climbed Mount Everest two times before, mm. and mm-hmm. and the uh, the author is talking. Do you want to climb Mount Everest? No, never in my no? whole life. Okay. No, I don't even want to run a life. marathon. I don't know if you seem like no. a man. Like no, <laughs> absolutely no. I'm the homeboy, but I like that. Like uh, no. Um, but he talks about how no matter how much, if a 300 pound man came to him and said, "I want to climb Mount Everest. I'm going to get all the equipment that I need. I'm excited. I'm ready. Like just tell me what I need to do. I'm ready. Let's go. We're going to climb Mount Everest." The author says, "I would respectfully." decline. Because what happens is not only is that man going to die on his way up the mountain, but he's probably going to kill you off as well because Mm. he's that unprepared. And how often do we take 300 pound energy and we put it on our backs and try to climb up Mount Everest in this thing called life and wonder why we're getting killed off in the process. There's a level of conditioning that has to happen first. There's a level of you got to get in the gym. And I'm not even just talking about physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, 
Like there are things that you have to exercise day in and day out. There's a conditioning that has to happen first so that you're able to not only go and have the opportunity to say, I'm going to climb Mount Everest, but the hopes that you're not going to die on the way up, you know? And I, I feel like so many leaders, what we do is it's like, I'm like Jim Rohn says, I'm going to make you successful if it kills me. And then I almost died, right? right? right. Like that's a real thing. And for me, I'm like, look, I will climb up and I will leave you a ladder. And if you want to climb, I'm right here. Like I got everything that you need, but I will not put you on my back. Cause I, it's, I'm the poor can't help the poor. You know, the, the weak can't help the weak. I got, I know I got to be strong for me, but I can give you the blueprint. I can show you what to do. I can give you the steps. And the same way that I did it, you could do it too. Cause I'm not more special than anybody. There's nothing more special about me than anyone else. There's nothing more gifted about me than anyone else. I'm actually a nut. And usually, usually, (laughs) you know, I am, I am crazy. I'm a crazy lady. And most times people think my energy is too high. They're like, whoa, that's a lot. I don't even know how to deal with her. Or people think I'm unrelatable because they'll judge me when they first see me. And it's like, yo, have a conversation. I'm really like, I'm a cool person. So I'm not more special than anyone. I am just a person that decided I will not fail. Now I'm going to experience failure because there is no success without failure, but I won't fail because I won't quit until I get there. When do you, when do you stop going? You go until. What does until look like? Whatever you want it to look like. Yeah, sure. So I think that in developing leaders, there's patience required. You got to let people want it for themselves. Yeah. You got to let people show up. There's conditioning required. Yeah. There's dues that need to be paid. Lord have mercy. And for oh, some, yeah. you know, it's I like, know, it's, the, gotta, it's the homelessness the story. It's the it's a cheesecake factory yeah, story. Sure. It's the, there's a lot of stories and that's your conditioning. And what do you think some of your, some, some things you're trying to grow in the journey? Because a lot of people look up to you. I mean, you travel the world and when you come to their city or their country, they're like, oh my gosh, Sarah. But what are some things that um, that you're even struggling with today? Mm-hmm. Because people look at successful people and they think, oh, they're just successful when we all struggle. There's always something else mm-hmm. that I want to develop. But what are some things that you are trying to work through and grow through in your process like even now? Um, I think as I continue to go to higher levels, like, and like people looking at my life, I swear it doesn't make any sense. And I think it's because I don't, I don't ask about the how, the how is this going to happen? I don't ask those questions. Mm. I just know that it's going to happen and God is going to make a way. So Mm. I, I trust in the journey. And sometimes, now I've experienced really low lows, but I've also experienced really high highs. And I I feel as though as I'm going on in my journey, the opportunities that I'm getting because of the relationships that I build or the people that know me or, you know, the gifts that we all have that I'm putting on display, like, look, like I'm I'm, I'm my God-given gift. And I think it's important for us to know what those things are is speaking life into people. I can temporarily inspire just about anybody, but fully committed. That's up to them. You know what I mean? But like fully committed versus temporarily inspired. And um, I think one of the things, and I was just having a conversation with my girlfriend uh, while I was in Ohio. I just got back, I think yesterday. Everything's a blur. I don't know. (laughs) But anyway, um, I think that it's imposter syndrome because as I earn more money, it's like, oh, like, but do I deserve this? Mm. And I I think that because I don't feel like I struggle as much, like, like I I do so much inner talk. I do so much, like, I'm going to be okay. Everything is perfect. Everything is great. I'm going to bless my family. I'm going to do this. And I speak it. But then when it starts to get here, 
here, it's still almost like, well, really? Oh, wow. Like I des- I really deserve all of this, you know? Mm-hmm. And and uh, and sometimes, and and then I have to remember, well, Sarah, I bring value. Mm-hmm. And even even as we we all grow, and I I do really well, and I'm really grateful for the blessings that I've received in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it's not me, and sorry for y'all that don't feel that way, but mm-hmm. uh, I know that it's <laughs> it's it's not me. It's it's that thing working inside of me. And um, if it's okay, can I be spiritual for like two seconds? So one of the things that I realized inside of my journey is that God is inside of every single one of us. And even when you take things biblically, right? And I know you you know some, you know quite a bit. We've had conversations about the Bible, God, all of that. Um, but one of the things that I think about is how in the Bible it talks about how God took clay and in order to, to form Adam, he, he brought it clay to his mouth and blew life, right? <sighs> blew life. And if we all come from Adam, God isn't in pieces. God is everywhere. It's everything. And you may call it, people may call it the universe. People may call it he, she, it, they, I don't care. I, whatever it is, it is, right? It's everything. It's everywhere. So if God is not in pieces and we all come from that initial, that initial, and then even Eve who came from his rib, right? So it's inside for all all descendants or ascendants or whatever of Adam and Eve, then God is inside of every single one of us. And if God is inside of every single one of us, God has no limits. So why would we limit ourselves? So when they say, speak those things, like life and death lies in the power of the tongue, when they say, you know, you've got to believe it, when they say, where there is no vision, people perish, where they say faith without works is dead, when they say all of these things, it's because it's true. Why not you? Why not me? Why not us? What, like, like why not actually tap in, like tap in to source and know that anything and all things are possible. And so that's where I have to go back to to remember that like I think at the end of the day one of the one of the biggest human things that stops me up is am I worthy? Yeah. And I think a lot of people struggle with worthiness. Yeah. I saw a statistic that 60 66% of people don't think anyone would care if they died. Mm. So when you round up that means 7 out of 10 people don't even think they matter. Yeah. Am I worthy? And and even though you know I think I I'm, I've worked really hard on myself I'm still a human being. And inside of being a human being comes with, with emotion. Mm-hmm. I wish I was a lion or a tiger. Like if I was hungry, I'd go <laughs> right, eat. Right. If I'm tired, I'd go sleep. But I'm a human being. And so um, I just get to remind myself and know that, yes, you know, the question comes up, but then it's like, okay, yes. Like, yeah, Sarah, you bring value, whatever. Mm-hmm. But there but there is a, a bit of that like imposter syndrome of like me, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh no, cast that down, cast that down. Like, no, of course me, why not me? Right, right, like, right. what, what, who? else you for know sure, for sure. but um i think that's my that's probably the thing that i fight with the most yeah. and I, I think you'll continue to be successful just because of your transparency and knowing so some people they they'll, they'll like kind of affirm themselves to death mm. in terms of oh no i'm great and everything excellent i'm i'm I, I I do everything great, but like when you have that real moment and you can not only talk about your strengths, but also your non-strengths, mm. when your non-strengths start to show its head, you can kind of snap yourself in, oh, I'm, I'm doing it again. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it again. Okay, <laughs> come on. I'm, I'm Sarah. Come on. <laughs> right. No more. Right, right. right. So I've been blessed to be your friend mm-hmm. over the last few years and uh, just been able to see your growth and development. And it's really, really special to see, um, you know, like you're a, just this ball of energy, but also transparent enough to let everyone know, yeah, I'm going through something right now, but I'm getting over it. Right. Like, it's not a pity party, right. but as encouragement. But I want to know, I like to make predictions on the podcast. So 
I want to know where you see yourself in the next five to 10 years. So when you say it now, mm -hmm. in five to 10 years, we'll dig up the tapes, we'll look at the interview and oh, say, I'm wow, ready. Sarah said she was going to do it five, 10 years ago. Yeah, five years. She did it. I so need 10. let's talk to her. Give me the five. Five let's years, $10 million earned net. Mm. Um, I will have impacted You ain't thought a net on there, net. did you? Yeah, not gross. <laughs> we, we don't need gross. Net. net. Okay. Um, I will have impacted over 100,000 people with my course. Mm. Uh, I'm really excited to start getting into uh, work overseas, doing like the stuff that my heart work, not yeah. just my hard work. Um, I, my mom will be retired. My parents' house will be paid off. Mm. I will probably be a wife and a mom. Um, well, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah you sure, know, sure. five years from now, yeah, better be. Y'all act right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What's up? Probably that. And then, um, yeah. That's my it's my five year my five year I get to be a really present mom I get mm. to be an awesome wife not all the time because I'm a human being right, you right. know um, and ten million earned net my course right. is taking off and speaking around the world oh wow awesome so mm -hmm. so tell everybody where they can follow you mm -hmm. also tell them about the course let them know about the course because people need this yes fire me up okay well Ms Sarah Fontenot M S S A R A H Fontenot looks like Fontenot but it's Fontenot so F O N T E N O T um, that's on like all net platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm like real whack on Twitter. I'm just going to let you guys know that right now. Like my following is mad small, but I think I give some nuggetry on there. I'm just saying. Nuggetry. Nuggetry. You got to kick the nuggets. Um, and then my course, my course, the Disruptor Elite Group uh, is amazing. It is an online course. And the focus, the first module, which I really love. So take your time if you do decide to get started with the course, but it's the heart work and the hard work on self. So it's developing your belief, it's developing your confidence, it's how to find your purpose, it's how to be effective with your time in your, in, in your business, um, it's effective Facebook ads, it's um, how to start. It's, I mean, it's, it's literally from A to Z. You just get to figure out what is your thing so you can get started powerfully and like really just go all in. The whole focus is to help people help themselves create the life and business they love. And I love, I really truly believe about, um, you know, how we're talking about leaving a ladder. Like I can't climb for you, but you can climb for yourself. I can't build your business, but you can build your own. And I think that my course is a really amazing opportunity to do that. I'm like me and the team are excited about like what it was. And uh, yeah, that's it. All right, listen, make sure y'all follow Miss Sarah Fontenot. Let's go. Yo, this is your boy, Donald the Boys. Donald the Boys. And that's right. If you're listening, then you know a little bit of my swag, my production. I'm a voiceover artist, podcast producer, and also a little bit of a creative. And I want to offer you a special offer for this podcast listenership. That's right. Head on over to DonaldTheVoice.com. And if you need any kind of commercials, promos, or advertisements, that then I'll be sure to hook you up. With prices starting as low as $50 for a fully produced commercial, I'm willing to give you the best value that you can get anywhere. So once again, head on over to DonaldTheVoice.com. And I look forward to talking to you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. 
Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.